Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Now, next on the programme, a Belfast priest has sparked debate online after criticising parents who don't give money to the church after sacraments such as baptism, communion and confession. Have a listen to uh, Father Martin McGill addressing his parishioners at St John's Parish on the Falls Road in Belfast. Parents who bring your children for baptism. Now, we're delighted to see you. Thank you to those of you who take time to leave a donation for parish funds. And let me make it very clear, this is not going to pay father. This goes directly to parish funds. But for those of you who don't, imagine going to the restaurant afterwards and walking out without giving anything to pay the bill. Not that I'm saying we're charging, but I'm also conscious that the parish has to pay its own bills. We're able to offer this church because there are people here who give week after week after week to keep this place open and going. So for those of you who are simply turning up from, for sacraments and doing nothing more, you're able to do that because of the generosity of people here in church at the moment. And to my mind, can I say to you, that's not fair. That's not fair, he says. So that was um, a priest from West Belfast, Father Martin McGill. And basically what he is saying is if you are one of uh, the people who turns up at church for a christening, to get your child christening, christened, or you turn up seven or eight years later for First Holy Communion, and then you turn up another three or four years later for confirmation, but you're not in the church the rest of the time, He's basically saying everybody else is paying for this church and you're not. So he's essentially saying when it comes, if you're one of the um, a la carte parishioners who uh, turns up for the sacraments but nothing else, uh, he believes you should pay. Now, it, it also raises the whole issue of a la carte parishioners and people choosing to baptize their child and then seven or eight years later, turn up again for the First Holy Communion, and a few years after that, turning up for confirmation, and not paying uh, a penny. But it also, a lot of people think it's uh, absolute hypocrisy if you are somebody who doesn't go to uh, church at all. So uh, um, should people uh, be attending sacraments if they're not regular mass goers or donating to the church? Uh, Does he make sense when he compares it to leaving a restaurant without paying the bill? I want to find out, are you a regular uh, churchgoer and does it annoy you when people turn up just for the sacraments? A lot of people uh, online were pointing to the extravagant wealth of the Catholic Church. Uh, In other words, are they really struggling to uh, pay their bills? The church is the biggest landowner in the world. Uh, Many of their churches are in prime locations in towns and cities. Would it not make sense for them to sell these properties and downsize to more at modest locations and pay their own bills. Anyway, I'd love to hear from you on all this. Our number is uh, a WhatsApp number 087-1400-106 if you'd like to uh, wade in on uh, this conversation. Tim joins us on the line. Um, Tim, what do you make of what he's saying? That regular parishioners are footing the bill for the church and people who turn up just for the sacraments aren't paying a penny. What do you, what do you make of what he said? Yeah, um, how are you? Good, thank you. <laughs> 
I was going to say thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you for having me on. That's which how you I start. Is, which is a new thing, and I think it's quite stupid, like, you know. But it is all over the place, isn't it? It's not just in Ireland. It's in, on the other stations in English, England, as well, you'll see this. Thank you for having me. <laughs> now, I would actually agree with that man, and I wouldn't be the most regular church goer, but I wouldn't be a stranger either in the church. I wouldn't go every Sunday now and things like that. But I know what he means. You have the family comes along and first of all, the kid is baptized and you probably won't see any of them again until they're having the first communion. Mm. And then there's a big lull again. And um, it's a confirmation. And, and maybe if the parents pass on or whatever, they're back again to um, uh, for that thing. But they're not coming in between. And, and I think it is, it's unfair I don't know how they're going to handle it. It it it's a bit it's really well. Uh, well one on way, one, obviously, if you're a regular uh, churchgoer, you will most likely contribute something to the uh, collection in the church on a on a Sunday, and right. uh, obviously, that's what the church needs to fund its ongoing bills and whatever. But if you're not that regular churchgoer, you contribute nothing. So maybe no. um, yeah. there should be I don't know a charge for. Uh, baptism or a charge for First Holy Communion or weddings, although weddings, I think you do pay a few, Bob, but uh, that there should they should actually charge for these services, particularly for people who aren't regular churchgoers. I don't know how that would work, but it, it's something that maybe should be looked at. Yeah, I agree. I think there should be, you know. It's very, it's very mean. You see, you're dependent on a person's generosity or, you know, to have respect for the church there if they don't go. But really, people, if you're a Catholic, you should make a point of going more often, say, look, say, I, I will go. And if you're going to uh, have your child baptised and then have First Communion, I think you should give them the opportunity. They can make up their mind at a later time, but you should give them the opportunity to, um, you know, t- go to Mass. Maybe take once a month to go to Mass. I know it's not uh, you're supposed to go every Sunday, but once men don't be strangers in your church. And like you say, when, when you do go, then you do contribute. Like, you know, contribute something, you know, contribute to the church. And there's no use saying that the big, huge, big, rich organization. We're just talking about your local parish church. And that's how they survive by getting mm. donations. And anyway, it's a nice thing. If you're going to get your child baptized, it's a nice thing to say, yeah, we're Catholics. And you mightn't be very religious, but give them the opportunity that at least they'll know when they grow up that, that they were they were Christian, they were baptized and as as Catholic. But I've and I've often wondered, yeah. uh, and it's a conversation that has become more prominent uh, in my mind in recent years. I've often wondered if you are not a, a churchgoer, if you don't believe in a certain church, if you've basically fallen out with uh, with whatever church you're uh, you were born into, why would you then? baptise or christen your child into that same church that you want nothing to do with. I've, I've never really understood that. And I, it, it came to pass a couple of years ago where I was at a naming ceremony of uh, a new baby and uh, Mammy and Daddy, both non-religious people, uh, both born into a church but were non-religious and they decided, well, no, we're not actually going to uh, ro- enrol our child into a church that we don't believe in anymore. Is it not a yeah. bit of hypocrisy? Yes, I think if the, if the parents have made that decision and they said they were they might have been born themselves and baptized as Catholics, 
but they have complete, they have no interest in it anymore. Yeah, that's fine. It'll take a bit of courage to do it. And maybe when, when the child grows up and says to the parents, you know, was was uh, was I baptized? And I've heard of that happening, and they weren't. And they were disappointed over it, and they actually got baptized as an adult. But um, which you I can, don't which know, you can do, by the way, which you can yeah, choose you can to do, do later in life. Yeah. I, ju- yeah, I just want to just want to read a message that came into us a moment ago, and it says, "I'd hazard a guess if a, if the vast amount of a la carte parishioners would rather not have to go through all that rubbish. We have no choice, though, if we want to get our kids into school. Now, that is no longer the case because that baptism barrier is now gone. Where it would have been a case right. that you could not enroll your child into a Catholic-run school if it wasn't baptized, that is gone now. Uh, the baptism barrier, as it was called. So that's not even an excuse anymore. Stay there for a second, Tim. Um, A lot of messages coming in on this. Absolutely should not have to pay. It's nothing like not paying a bill in a restaurant. The church is a community facility. But I think the priest's point was, yeah, okay, it's a community facility. But if you're somebody who's not a regular churchgoer, why should regular churchgoers be the one to pay the bills for the church and you not? And then another message says, absolutely, they should pay. Uh, Who do they uh, think is paying for heating, um, lighting and cleaning of the church? The fact that the priest has to say it says it all. The same for funerals. They want all the bells and whistles, but not paying. Would they uh, get the bouncy castle for free for the communion? No, they wouldn't. So why do they expect the church for free? Una uh, is on the line uh, in Galway. Una, good afternoon and welcome to Lunchtime Live. Good afternoon to you too. So what's your take on this, Una? Um, A la carte parishioners who pay nothing, basically, towards the running of the church. Well, let me divide that up a little bit now. Um, I don't have a problem with a la carte uh, Catholics. I'm very grateful when they do turn up to church and show that they do appreciate it as best they can. Um. As for paying for the sacraments, that that does not happen. No, I know um, it doesn't happen, but should it happen? No, what, what does happen at the moment is that the collection taken up in my church, in any case, in the west side in Galway, that, that money goes for the upkeep of the church mm-hmm. alone. The money that goes to the priest is the money that we put in envelopes twice a year um, for the upkeep of our pastors, we contribute to the support of our pastors. Okay, and but if you are if you done. are an a la carte parishioner who turns up to church every couple mm-hmm. of years when your child has a significant event like a first Holy Communion, you're not paying any of that. Well, maybe not, but I'd prefer not to judge those people either, and that would be a big part of my faith is not to judge people. People are always welcome to church, even if they only come twice a year. They're welcome. And no, I, I, nobody, nobody is saying they're not welcome. And indeed, the priest himself in the, in the clip that I played there, he uh, said, you're very welcome. So it's, uh, nobody is saying you're not welcome. But if, for example, you only t- you were there in the church, in the parish church for your child's baptism, and you haven't seen the inside of the church for seven or eight years until the communion comes around, you're getting that lovely service of the communion for free. 
Well, that is the way it is, unfortunately. But I still wouldn't be inclined to judge people. Um, you don't know why people do not do not contribute to the support of the priest. You just don't know whether they're very poor, whether they can't afford it. And, and a lot of people can't afford it these days. Um, you never hear a priest complaining that he doesn't uh, have enough to live on. They barely have enough to live on sometimes, but they, they just get on with it. And they're, you know, they, they give a great service to us, the people who, who do go to Mass and um, and are glad to be able to go to Mass. Um, yes. OK, so do you think the priest was a little bit out of line saying what he said? I think what was out of line was his use, unfortunate use of the word pay paying for the sacraments. I think um, what I learned from my earliest days in the National School was that we contribute to the support of our pastors. There's nothing about us paying for sacraments. I have to say that's not an expression I've ever heard before. And I think his use of the word pay uh, was just unfortunate. Interestingly, I've uh, just gotten a message in this minute and it says, we had to pay for our baby's baptism. It's a donation of um, 50 euros minimum. And that's in a church in uh, County Meath, allegedly. Um, But the message goes on to say, but I didn't mind uh, at all. Uh, If you don't like it, uh, don't use the church or go through the sacraments. So in other words, that's somebody saying, I did pay for the baptism of my child, a donation to the church. But I didn't mind. That, that, that's wonderful. So would it not? Maybe we rephrase it as a as a donation, and maybe this actually does happen a bit more than uh, we even know about. Stay there for a second, Una. There's a, right. l- a lot of a lot of messages coming in on this. People are hypocrites, says this message. Give out about paying, yet never step foot in the church outside the big days. That was the point that we were making. Uh, my cousin got married in a church and was very put out having to pay a fee for the privilege. They're not churchgoers, so they never contribute anything. She'd no issue paying for the reception or the silly things like seat covers, but had an issue being asked to pay a few bob to the church, says Laura. Another message. In our church, parishioners don't have to pay a fee, but blow-ins coming in to get married do have to pay, which I think is fair. Light, heating and so on uh, all have to uh, be put on. And then finally, um, fair play to that priest. I expect my family members to tip me on their way out after a visit for snacks, toilet use and so on. I've bills to pay. God, and make sure I don't pop around to your house. Eddie is on the line in uh, Waterford. Eddie, good afternoon and welcome to Lunchtime Live. Good afternoon, Adrian. Uh, well, Eddie, what do you make of, of what this uh, priest is saying? You see, your previous speaker, I was just listening to her and... Uh, I think she's making a very centrally important point, and that is that people, it's important that it's known why people don't pay. And she was making some examples of why. But actually, sometimes it's just that they don't even know they're supposed to. So that, therefore, it's not like going into a restaurant. And if I go into a restaurant, I know I'm supposed to pay. But... For example, okay, so so uh, for example, that priest from Belfast 
uh, your argument will be, would be that maybe some of the people in the church didn't realise they should have paid a few bob. Well, you see, the problem is that people who maybe no longer go into Mass, I'm no longer, a, a, I don't practice any religion, but I, they would know from habit in the past that they go to church for Mass and they're not charged for that. So people sometimes just carry that over in their minds, not that they're necessarily mean, and they just think this is all part of an extension of not having to pay for Mass. Personally, I think the priest is right when he says, yes, something should be paid. But I think the problem is the church doesn't make it clear. Mm. So I think... But mind you, according to that message that I read out uh, a couple of minutes ago, we had to pay for our baby's baptism. It was a donation of 50 euros minimum. So basically, yeah, so, basically, you're being charged fifty quid for the uh, for the christening. Yeah. So that particular church makes it clear. Yes. Yes. But many churches don't. And I mean, when my wife died, and I was delighted, even though I'm not, I don't practice religion. I was really grateful for to be able to have the the, the mass in the church. It was really an important thing for me and and the rest of my family. And, and I, I did donate, but I didn't know I was supposed to, but I did anyway. But some people, it's like, if you're getting something free all the time, you may then assume the other elements are also free. No, that's so a, that, would... that is a very fair point, that it isn't uh, clarified whether or not you uh, are expected uh, to pay. Thanks, Eddie, for your call. Uh, another message just came in and it said, I had to pay, t- from that same person, uh, I had to pay €200 Euro from my wedding. Um, yeah, OK. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. We're in the middle of a conversation about something that a priest in West Belfast uh, said. He uh, sparked a debate online after criticising parents who don't give money to the church after sacraments such as baptism, communion and confession and confirmation and so on. Uh, it was pro- it was most likely a dig at uh, a la carte parishioners who turn up for the big ceremonies and don't for the rest of the year contribute uh, anything. Keep your messages coming into us on this on 87 106. Uh, an awful lot of messages actually coming in on this. Uh, fair play, uh, sorry, um, this one here, yeah, sorry. Regarding the church, if only they were part of a multi-billion euro group that has huge land holdings and massive investments. Oh, wait, they are, says that message. Uh, Catholic churchgoers are getting off easy, says Kev. He says uh, some denominations demand 10% of your uh, income. So a donation of 50 or 100 euro are tiny donations by uh, comparison. Um, let me see. Uh, yes, the baptism barrier is gone. My child uh, started junior infants and was the only child out of 60 uh, to not be baptized. The teacher wasn't even sure how she would accommodate my child. So far, uh, we have said to include her as we don't want her to be excluded or bullied for being different. Schools and religion should absolutely be separate. And it is a conversation for another day, but, um, yeah, a lot of people feel exactly that way. Um, let me go to line two now. Patricia's on the line. Uh, Patricia, good afternoon and welcome to Lunchtime Live. Hi, uh, good afternoon. Well, what's, what's your point on this? I love listening to your show, first of all. Um, I love that you bring the everyday things in life that matters and 
things that are facing people in this world. And uh, I'm 60 years of age and I was listening to your show and I think that when I, I when I was growing up, we didn't money was never an issue into the church. We went there because we were worshipping God. Mm-hmm. We didn't go there to put money in a box. Or, no, but you were always asked for it. Yeah, we were asked for the, if you remember in school, the black babies and... and no, I'm talking about in, in church during uh, during Mass, the basket is handed around. No, no, that 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 is late lately, but it's it's no, we that, were, happened we when, that happened when I was a kid, and that's neither okay, yesterday we were, nor we, the day before. An envelope, an envelope. We used to um, collect it for the church. We used to, I used to collect it around the area I lived in, but we had a funeral there two weeks ago, and my brother got up and left the church, and I I I said, why did you leave? He said, the basket threw my head in. The basket. People are grieving in a church. Not they don't leave the basket shoved in the face to put a collection in at a funeral, and. The church has lost, I have to say this, sir, the church has lost a lot of the youth. Just to go back to the funeral thing, just to go back to the funeral thing for a second. I've been yeah. at a couple of funerals in the last few months, all in Catholic churches, and not once was a basket handed around during the funeral service. Well, uh, I'll tell you service. the name of the church, I'll tell you the name of the church, Agnes's Church in, in, um, in um, Crumlin. In Crumlin, and this was yep. a mass specifically for a funeral, or was this it a was normal a funeral mass? A funeral, a funeral mass. mass, and the basket was. My brother was sitting there, and I could see him. It was. It was a bit upset because he had a family funeral, and he left. And I was talking to him. I said to him, "He said that basket gets on my nerves. I mean, you want, you want to send a basket around? That's okay, but not in a not in a funeral when someone's grieving." And no, and I'm I'm, I'm, has, I'm genuinely surprised by that. Like I said, I've been at a couple of funerals in the last few weeks, and, and not at one was a basket handed around. But maybe it does happen. I'm not sure. But um, but obviously it did but, in, but in, you know in your case. What's going to happen there? So listen, if you want to widen widen the the, the the topic itself, right? The church has lost a lot because of the carry-ons, and I won't go into that. Mm-hmm. And everyone knows what they want to think of the church, right? They're going to lose more people because you're going there to worship God. Whether you whether you want to give money or not, and to say to say. What 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 astonished me, and that's why I came on to News Talk and I pulled in my car, what astonished me of the whole conversation was those that are go-doers to the church have a right and those that, what about the ones that don't come? God's door is open 24-7. And no one has a right to say at the door, do you come regularly or you, do you not? They're going to lose everybody and to their own ignorance of the house of God is the house of God, but it's a mosque. But I think, a, the po- I think the point that the priest was making was that regular church attendees uh, pay money in the basket every week and whatever the case may be to pay for the upkeep of the church. But and that's, those, their own, that's, the, that's their own. If I went to absolutely, church, that's their own business. Store. No, absolutely. Yeah, but that's their own business. Those who, who visit, those who visit just for the big days pay nothing. That's hardly you, fair, you know is what? it? Not, that's not... That's a money racket. That's like a money racket. A church is a house of God. A mosque is a house of God. It's it has to be paid it's for. It's not a house of God. It's not money. Do you know, they have enough money to, to, to build. The size of the churches, and the size of them is, is, is ridiculous. There's people's homes on the street. Why doesn't the churches open their door? I'm going to every aspect of what you can look at a church for. There's people on the homes on the street where you can sleep on a bench in a church. I mean, it's disgraceful when they call themselves... Um, we're humanity and we're, the, the church and the mosques and everybody else that's up there should be looking out to people that are lying on the street in the freezing cold. And all they want is money. Money for what? To fill their pockets? Because as far as I'm concerned, people that have died have left hundreds and thousands to the church. Okay, so the priest, the, pre, the church is a money racket. Yeah. How do you think yeah. they pay for their electricity bills, for example? Well, that's their own business because why have they got so many big buildings, massive buildings, massive? The church doesn't need to be that size. 
No, I, I, I actually agree with you. Uh, because in every they area, were built, they were built at a time. So, in every area, so you go, whether you're in Crumlin, whether you're in Walkinstown, whether you're in wherever you are, there's churches in every, nearly every five, ten minutes apart. So, why would you need, why are they building so big? They're massive. Well, they're, here, they're not building churches anymore. If anything, they're well, closing they, churches you know down. What? Shame on the church. Shame on the church to say, and the freedom of speech. There is no freedom of speech if, if they're saying, well, those that are gold doers, if people want to put 100 euros in the basket and they have that money, there's people struggling to survive because of the price of food. Okay, so the, the, so the bottom people, line is the priest... You get people going away from the church. Okay, the priest has a cheek to be asking for a few bob. Yeah, that's my... You know, people say Patricia has the wrong point. I'm entitled to my freedom Absolutely. Speech, and that's why I came on there. It's a disgrace, a down-and-out disgrace, and it would make me not want to go to the church. I'm sorry. Nah. Well, Patricia, thank you for uh, your kind words about Lunchtime Live, and thank you for listening, and thank you for talking to us. Take care. Bye, take care. Bye, bye, bye. It's been a long time since I've been called sir by anybody. But anyway, <laughs> Adrian, this whole uh, discussion is meaningless. The very people the priest was tr- trying to address most likely weren't at Mass. He was preaching to the congregation who most likely contribute every week, says uh, Liam. And another message says, My children went to an Educate Together school. For the sacraments, we paid €100 Euro per child and had classes after school. I'd be interested to see how many parents would pay and go to the extra convenience, or, sorry, the extra inconvenience of extra classes, says uh, Colette. Barry uh, joins us on line one. Barry, good afternoon and welcome to Lunchtime Live. How's it going? Uh, good, thanks, Barry. What did you want to say on this? Yeah, look, I would kind of see the church as an institution. Like, it's a lifeline institution. So for weddings and for funerals, if you want to get married in a church, you pay for it. You're a consenting adult, you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. If you want to be buried in a, in a, in a whatever religion uh, cemetery and you want to have a religious you know, mass or whatever else for yourself, that's your choice. You're making an informed choice as an adult. These events he's talking about are indoctrination events for young children who haven't got a breeze. Most of them want to do it because they want to be like their mates or they don't want to be ostracized, as someone else said. Um, in those circumstances, the church really believes in what they're doing. First of all, it's not for the parents, it's for the child. You're not going to charge the child. If you really believe in what you're preaching, literally preaching, well then, if those ch- children buy into that when they're old enough and mature enough, to make their own decisions around religion, well, then they will contribute towards it then. It's the same as if you're doing university education and you're getting it for free. You pay for it through your taxes after you go to work because you believe in the long run and education society is one that will be, mm. uh, you know, will, will work. So if you believe that, if you believe in these as, as indoctrination and as, as, you know, events that will buy people into religion for their life, as an institution, you just have to accept that, well, if, you're, if what you're saying is true and you believe in your own you know, what you're saying, then they will pay for that eventually. So force that on the parents who he's actually saying do not want to participate in the daily grind of this or the weekly grind or whatever else. They're not interested. They're beyond it. They have made a choice as adults they want to do this. But they, for their kids to say, well, you have to pay for your kids because they're not in a position to pay for it right now, even if you don't believe in it. That seems bonkers to me. Just let the kids, if you believe in it, let the kids grow into it, and if they stick with it, they'll pay for it in future years. And then that cycle is a continuous cycle. Uh, it just seems bizarre to me to suggest that people who clearly have no interest in it, who are doing it effectively, either out of guilt or to avoid their children being bullied, which we've already talked about bullying today, mm. uh, for not being part of this big, wider, homogenous I don't know, I, I don't know many kids that are being bullied because they don't go to Mass. 
No, it's an exclusionary thing. If you don't buy in, if you're not baptized, if you don't do the religion, if you're the one kid in a class who's Jewish or who's Muslim or who isn't uh, Catholic, and everyone else is doing communion and getting the dresses and having a party, you feel excluded. So it's not bullying as in you're getting punched in the face. It's a different type of bullying, right? It's an exclusionary thing. Mm. They're all getting to do something you're not. So a lot of kids in that situation will say to their parents, I want to do this. And the parents will feel like they have to do it because they don't want their children, who may be vulnerable, who may not have, at that age, you know, the, the mental capacity or the inner confidence to be able to say, well, I don't care if I'm not doing something the same. That's just me, right? You have to do it if that's the position the child is in because you don't want to have that... Okay, so you, you also that. think that this uh, priest had a bit of a cheek? Absolutely. Well, I, to be fair, I think what he's saying is being mischaracterized. I thought he was very fair. He was basically saying, don't forget that someone else is paying for this. It isn't for free. So, you know, don't forget about contributing. I didn't get the feeling he was saying you shouldn't be here because you're not paying. No, and no, I, and, 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 and that's not what he's, no, that's not what he was saying. But what he was saying was if you're somebody who doesn't uh, appear in this church that often, maybe it throws a few bob. Yeah, and maybe the people would say is, well, there's a reason why I don't show up at this church this often, and you address that, and then maybe I'll throw you a few bob because I'm buying it this as a Okay. <laughs> Good to talk to you. Thanks very much indeed. Jenny um, is on the line as well. Jenny, why did you get in touch with us? Um, yeah, it was just that the conversation is interesting. I, and particularly the last guy who spoke there, completely agree with him. I um, grew up, my father was Protestant, my mother was Catholic, so I wasn't baptised into any religion as a baby. And I went to the local school, which happened to be a convent. So from primary school, they let me in because obviously, you know, my family there and all the rest. Mm. But once I got into sixth class, in order for me to attend the secondary school, which obviously, you know, when you're at that age, you don't want to be uh, changing schools. But basically, I was told that I had to um, get baptised. Um, to get into in secondary order- school? To get into the secondary school, so I'd gone to the primary, you know, for all the years, whatever, said, no, 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 if she wants to go into the secondary, then we need to get her baptised. So I had my baptism, communion and confirmation all on the same day, Some, I think like a, a weekday afternoon somewhere, but during... Really? School, at, at what age? At, at 12? Um, I was say 12, yeah. So during religion classes, like in primary school, I was always sat outside the class. I was never... I never sat in the religion class. And then my parents wouldn't have probably, well, they weren't together, but I don't think they would have necessarily minded me sitting in because sure, mm. like I wasn't. So, uh, sorry, I, I have to just come back to this day when you were 12, where you yeah. were baptised, made your <laughs> communion and your confirmation all in the one day. So what did yeah. that entail? You'd water poured over your head and then yeah. uh, you were given communion and then yeah. uh, you had oil rubbed on your forehead. Yeah, essentially. Of, and and did, you wear, did you wear a white dress? No, 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 I had my school uniform. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, no, I was just curious. <laughs> I was just curious. Oh, yeah, no. Because you uh, had to take in the white dress off then for the confirmation bit. Yeah, no, school uniform right. and the priest, in the, the priest in the local church. That's fascinating. I've never heard yeah. of anybody having to do that and do all three sacraments. In, all in, in the one. In the yeah, one. all in the one day. Didn't even get any money for it. So no, that's lousy. The because it should have been exactly. a double up. It should have been. I should have had like a mad party. But so no, anyway, did you, so you, you you did all that. You got into the yeah. school, and did you stick with the church then? No, oh. no, that's the thing. That's I'm a bit the of a waste of time. Unreli- like I, I just kind of think religion doesn't really have a place in in education. It should be a personal thing. And if a family wants to bring their child up in whatever religion, let them. Or mm. if there's no religion, but it shouldn't it shouldn't be part of school. Um, 
because it, it's you know it's a personal faith thing. But, um, Thanks yeah. for your call, Jenny. I really appreciate it. And a, a great story as well. Um, more of your messages. I am one of these parents who got my child baptised. They did communion and we never go to church. The simple answer is that I needed to get my child baptised to get them into school, um, the school I wanted. I do not exclude them from communion as I don't want to make them different. While the baptism barrier is gone on paper, is it gone in reality? Well, it's meant to be gone in reality. Um uh, again, I'm always very curious about why anybody would enroll their children into something that they just don't believe in. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Why you would march them up um, through a church in a, a white dress or a little suit or whatever the case may be to uh, get a bit of communion. Why, if you're not into it, if it's not your thing? I just don't understand it. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. People who come into churches, says this message, for special services will often comment on how beautiful the church is, uh, thinking that it happened all by itself. However, the amount of work involved in keeping churches in this condition is ongoing by the regular attendees who contribute on a weekly basis. Heating, cleaning, painting, candles and many other expenses have to be paid for. Above all, a priest who prepares for the service cannot live on fresh air. Give a few euro and help the community says uh, Sean in Watford. And uh, another message says, I had three babies christened last year uh, with no charge being asked for. I donated €300 and was thankful for uh, the service, says Fiachra in uh, Gory. Did you have triplets, Fiachra? I assume you didn't have three separate christenings. I'm assuming you had triplets. Let us know, please. Um, And on the topic of churches, I'm a raging atheist. Never heard that expression before. A raging atheist. Uh, But I still think that if you go into a church, you should be expected to uh, pay for the upkeep. Liam is uh, on the line. Liam, what what do you think about this, that a la carte parishioners should at least give a few bob when they are there? Well, the first thing to say is that I'm not Roman Catholic myself, but I would have... This applies uh, to to any church, I would say. I I would have heard Joe Duffy get the same attitude as you've got there. And um, so therefore, what I do is I let the people make donations themselves. And I find it very interesting to see how they value my time. Because to do a wedding, they'll call you a year before, you'll go out, you'll discuss it with them, etc. And then about six months out, they'll call you again. They've forgotten what you said initially. (laughs) So you go back out and go over it again. And then you'll spend an evening, in my case, I'd do a full rehearsal so they know what they want and they're able to select and tailor it and all the rest. And then you spend the day at the wedding itself. Now, I reckon that... Sorry, I'm, I'm assuming you conduct wedding ceremonies. Yeah. Yes, and okay. I, 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 uh, so that I reckon there's two days work if you do a, a wedding really properly. I appreciate that might not always be the case, mm-hmm. but it's very interesting to see what value they put on it. Now, as it happens, um, my own daughter's getting married. Uh, sorry, to cut across, sorry to cut across you. If I was using your service to get married, mm. how much would it cost me? 
No, 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 no. That's no? I'm of another denomination. So I just let the people make the donation, and I can tell oh, you, sorry, it's but, fascinating. Uh, uh, but you, but you don't. Do sorry, that. you don't have a charge per se. No, 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 no. I because I've heard all this negativity before on the mm. likes of Joe Duffy or whatever. So I put the ball in their court, and it is exceedingly interesting to see what value they put. And what on is the value that they put? Work. Out of curiosity, on average. Oh, well, you know, it, it, I'd say about 300 be the max. Oh, would be the max. Okay, yeah. so some people will just throw 100 euro your way. Uh, could do, could do, or mightn't at all, you know. Or mightn't at all, um, for all that work yeah. you put in. Yeah. So now that would be rare. That would be rare in fairness, but I, I just find it very interesting. Um, now, and, and, and leave the time out of it. Like, look at the maintenance of the building and having to heat it and light it and all of the rest. Okay, like so, so one, of, one of our callers earlier on said, really, um, people like yourself conducting a mm. wedding ceremony should be a little bit more upfront and say, well, actually, the charge for this is 200 euro or 300 euro or whatever. But you saw the reaction of the lady there from Cronin and like yes, I've heard that re- <laughs> I've heard that reaction before others, on Joe yes. Duffy. So I much prefer to put it in people's um Leave it up to them. Uh, course, Leave yeah. it up to them. But, but, I, I, but I, 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 sorry to cut, cut across you because I'm just out of time, but I assume yeah. if somebody walks away without giving one cent, mm. it kind of leaves a bad taste, does it? Ah, look, you, you just kind of smile to yourself, you know. But like, uh, just to put it in perspective, I got a bill there recently. Um, we used double the amount and got a quadruple financial hit. Like, and we we were already. Don't forget, we were locked down for a year and a half, so we're struggling financially. Um, and as I say, if you compare to the hotel, look how much they'll charge you for a room. That you think they give you a okay, free so, uh, so the, the, the point being, yes, the point being, it's not too much to to ask to throw a, th- oh, a few bobs to the church. I can tell you that they charge, and, and, and they're getting you the whole weekend at the bar, and they still charge for the setup of the room Absolutely. just to put out All the right. chairs. <laughs> All right, great to talk to you. Thanks very much indeed. Great, great talker. Um, <laughs> I'm not religious, and my wife kind of is. Says this message. So my son was baptized, but. Um, no, she has no intention of communion. Although my son asked us what all uh, the kids are having and me not having, she told him it's all about money when you're uh, nine or ten years old. Uh, we will have a very big birthday party and that'll be it. He's totally fine uh, with this. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.